0: And welcome to this month's edition of Book Fact, Fiction and Fabulousness. This month we will be celebrating Black History Month and we will be reviewing the book Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. We'll also have Miss Marks on talk about her favourite books. Go get yourself a cup of tea and enjoy.
1: book of the month is Long Way Down by mm-hmm. Jason Reynolds. Should we give a wee, a wee outline of what the book yes. is all
0: about? Firstly, it's described as a masterpiece by Angie Thomas. <laughs> that's on the front cover of it.
1: I've <laughs> just seen it right now. Well, it's nice because Angie Thomas of course wrote The Hate U yep. Give, which yep. we've talked oh, yeah, about we did in the that podcast last year. before. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's always a good way, isn't it, mm-hmm. to find books that you like. If you look and see who mm-hmm. has recommended it on the front, mm-hmm. if it's an author, you know, it's a good mm-hmm. chance you might like the book.
0: Yeah. So the premise of the novel, well, it's actually, it's, it's written in verse, is Averse it? Yeah, novel. which is great. Um, so basically you have the main character, Will, his br- his brother is shot by someone. And when he finds out that he's been shot, he has to remember to follow the three rules. Not allowed to cry, no snitching to the police and get revenge. And basically he go- he finds a gun, goes into the lift and it describes his journey down the lift. Well, he, and his kind of inner conflict about what to do in this situation and he meets some people along the
1: way. So what did you think of the, the title? The title, I loved the analogy of the lift. So mm-hmm. long way down, yep. of course, as you, know, you can just look at it on face value. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because the book itself is short, Mm -hmm. it's very we're talking about that, it's a very quick book Mm -hmm. to get through, and there's timestamps at the top of lots of pages, so I haven't counted up, but I think it's about four minutes long.
0: Yeah, it's really not long at all, yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's interesting that for a book that takes place only over about four minutes, Mm -hmm. if you like it has long way down mm-hmm. and there's a sense of so much being mm-hmm. packed in before you reach the bottom mm-hmm. so I loved it I thought it packed a lot into mm-hmm. the title
0: I really liked it too it obviously links nicely to the the premise of the novel but I think it kind of links to a nice journey as well and I also it made me think of you know when you watch like crime crime shows and stuff it's like and when someone's caught it's like you're going down like that's what it made me think of and I was thinking about the fact that he the character will has to make a choice and it is a journey for him and he could potentially go down for what what he's about to what he's about to do so i really i quite like that aspect of it as well
1: how would you sum up the story in a sentence you know, I actually spent so long in this that I ended, yeah. going, I ended up going really short. I normally go longer, but I think in a single sentence, it's a book I'll never forget. Mm,
0: I am not as good as this, because I feel like you're always quite eloquent with this, and I'm always like, I, I no, bumble my way through it. So this is my bumble for the month. But I kind of, I, I said, a story that explores the importance of choices, I also wrote, or lack thereof, because I feel Will doesn't feel like he really has a choice. He kind of has to follow these through three rules. But yeah, the importance of choices and how they can have an impact on many lives.
1: True, there is a sense of there isn't very much mm-hmm. choice. And one of the things I liked in the book was because we're meeting so many people, mm-hmm. we realise that choice has been made over and over again mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. And, and about why they feel mm-hmm. there's no options. Did you have a standout <laughs> character in the book?
0: Well, there were, there were a lot of characters and I felt that each one had a message and the message was very poignant and powerful. For me, I think the character that stood out the most was Danny. So Danny is the second person who's in the lift and she is kind of a shocking reason why she's there initially will doesn't recognize her and doesn't realize who she is but there is a shocking reason why she's there I feel like I really liked her because I feel like she represents what could have been so she joins the lift but as the, I'm assuming she's the same age as will at this point but will knew from the past so what I liked about it was the fact that she's wearing a very similar outfit to the last time will saw her, and I was like well, it's kind of like she's trapped in that moment in time but also as well like she's she's grown up but she's still wearing the same outfit. I just think it's kinda of, it's, it's an interesting one because I feel like she's frozen in time because of what happened to her. And I just I think she's really good for driving home the message about kind of gun violence and the impact it can have on everyone and the lives cut short
1: as a result of it. What about you? I think I had to choose Sean, mm-hmm. uh, Will's big brother who was yeah. shot mm-hmm. purely because of the way he's remembered. And I feel like although you know, we didn't. We don't get the opportunity really to get to know him the way we get to know mm-hmm. Will. But because of the memories that mm-hmm. Will cho- chooses to share, and it's not all about the choices, like mm-hmm. the violence that, be, that begets violence, mm-hmm. but also just how he was so neat in mm-hmm. their shared room and how mm-hmm. you could tell whose side yeah. who because this <laughs> yeah. was really, really neat. Yeah. And I liked that and the, the kind of shared memories mm-hmm. with their mum and their family and I really got the sense that I knew Sean mm-hmm. almost as well as I knew Will mm-hmm. at the end of the story yeah. even though we don't get to, to see him in mm-hmm. the same way.
0: Yeah, I also th- like, like as well that for the characters in the lift, even though we don't see Sean for some time, I feel like he's ever-looming presence, like he's always there because all of the characters are connected to him in some way. I think he is such a powerful presence and it shows just how important he is to Will. Like You get a real sense of you know how much love there was and you can understand why Will feels in the position that he's in that he has to get revenge because he loved his
1: brother so much. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> always hard to do this without spoilers for what was, <laughs> what was your most memorable uh, moment?
0: I, yeah, I was trying to think about how to put this without <laughs> spoiling anything. So for me it was the moment the first character walks into the lift the first character was buck is that right yeah mm-hmm. and it stood out for me because of Will's reaction and the confusion that he he feels and he, he, as soon as he walks in you just know that this isn't going to be an easy journey for him and yeah, I didn't really expect it. I know it kind of tells you a little bit on the blurb, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I really liked that moment.
1: I chose point. something similar yeah. as well. It was the idea of a, a reunion almost mm-hmm. with a family member that he hadn't seen in a mm-hmm. really long time. And, you know, you talk about what could have been. Mm-hmm. So it was the idea that, that it gave him a new perspective, seeing people mm-hmm. he hadn't seen for a long time and almost the thought that he might trade places mm-hmm. or... Do something a bit differently mm-hmm. because he'd, he'd met them as it's very hard to do this yeah. particularly with <laughs> yeah. this book without yeah. giving spoilers but mm-hmm. you're right the blurb doesn't really give anything mm-hmm. away so i think it's important that we don't uh, yeah. either so was there anything a wild card that you wanted to mention
0: well actually you mentioned it briefly before it was about the timestamps i just love the fact that uh, and so this kind of it was terrible but i didn't actually notice the timestamps for quite some time, and then I was like, Oh, wait, the time at the talk. But I love just going back and I, I like to keep track of how much time had passed. So I was like, Oh, that was only in the space of four seconds, and I've read like you know 20 pages or something like that. So I really like that, and it was just like you said before, so jam packed in such a short space of time. I also thought, as well, when I you know I was thinking about the long way down, and I was like, A lift journey's not that long, how on earth are you going to you know, how, how are you going to make that journey the focus of the book? But it works really well. I also put as well, I really like the illustrations. So the illustrations are by a man called Chris Priestley. And I think they're really, they're lovely. Like I think they really add to the book because they're so haunting and they're quite, there's not much going on in them, but I feel like they really add to the book as well. And I really like that. It's interesting because my
1: my one is actually about the illustration. There mm-hmm. was an, a graphic novel done of Long Way Down. Oh really? Um, yeah. So by a different illustrator, um, her first name was Danica. I cannot quite mm-hmm. I can't remember what her second name is, but it won the Kate Greenaway Medal for illustration oh, wow. last year, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely phenomenal. And it's I think it really lends itself to mm-hmm. a visual piece because of where it's set mm-hmm. and because of the structure of the different people mm-hmm. uh, in the lift. But it's funny, isn't it? Just to go back to what you said about the timestamps. Mm-hmm. I quite often tune out. What's it? top of something I do that too sometimes which is terrible yeah I know and then I I look back later and I think oh that's why I didn't get that because it was it was right at (laughs) the top all alone but Mm -hmm. once I noticed it it's it's one of the things I use to hook in uh, readers as well Mm -hmm. someone says to me Miss McLean I'm looking for a really quick book I'm like, that one's only four minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love Not <that>. quite, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of it. Um, So one of the things I was
0: also going to say about Wildcard was, I actually, when I was looking at the book, there was one thing I really liked. I, I hadn't heard of Jason Reynolds before. So I, at the back of the book, there's a, a little segment where he kind of talks about who he is. And there's actually a quote from him, which I really, really like. He says, here's what I know. I know there are a lot, a lot of young people who hate reading. I know that many of these book haters are boys. I know that many of these book hating boys don't actually hate books, they hate boredom. So here's what I plan to do, not write boring books. and. I have to say he's certainly succeeded in that like it's such a it, it's so good it's so fast paced like there's so much going on and i i was when i when i initially heard it was a verse because I, like, I wonder how this is gonna go how can you how can you have so much character development in verse I th- it's such a skill to be able to do that but jason reynolds does it so so well and it's a great great great, great book so highly recommend There's a, other yes. books
1: in the library by Jason Reynolds oh, okay. too, so mm-hmm. it's a good good place to go if mm-hmm. you're looking for a fast-paced read. Okay, so book, books in the library, yes? Books in the library. Super. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. This month we have the most mentioned person on the podcast ever, <laughs> Miss Marks. Welcome to the podcast. Thank um, you so much. I'm so excited finally yeah. get to be the interviewee. Mm -hmm. I think you've been name dropped on pretty much most Mm of (laughs) them, which is pretty impressive. impressive. (laughs) To kick off then, so what book are you reading just now?
2: I have an approach that I've adopted recently, where I try to read one fiction and one non-fiction book at the same time, because I used to find that we're reading a book and not really feel like reading it, so I wouldn't read for a while and then I felt bad about it, so now I do one fiction, one non-fiction, swap back and forth between Mm them. So actually for non-fiction I've just finished a book called Death by Shakespeare, Ooh. which is mm-hmm. a writer who looks at all the ways that people die in Shakespeare plays and then looks at how common or frequent that would have been mm-hmm. at the time. So poisonings, deaths in war, murders, bears? being chased by bears. <laughs> yeah. bears. So that's they, what I was thinking <laughs> <of as well. laughs> So, yeah. so they, it was really interesting mm-hmm. um, just to see kind of what the situation was like at the time and how people lived and died mostly mm-hmm. and how realistic those deaths were and what Shakespeare new despite not maybe having a formal education those things about death and what happens to bodies when they die and oh, how well. poisoning works and other macabre things like that. And the fiction book I'm reading just now, I was talking to Miss McLean about this earlier today, I am rereading Guards Guards which is um, from the Night Watch series of the Discworld nice. which I read, I've read uh, all of the books quite a few times apart from the very last one um, and I just wanted something comforting and nice and familiar to go back to. It's funny because when I read I don't always remember the plot so I don't actually remember anything about the story I'm just enjoying reading <laughs> it again but I love the character so much and um, some people who have seen my door plaque from last year will see that the female, the literary female character inspires me is Granny Weatherwax also a Discworld one so it's you know, she's not in this one but maybe I'll read another one another time
0: it's
1: uh, a, such a great comfort. Have you ever read Miss mm-hmm. McLean?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. Um, my husband actually thinks that I would love them, and I think I probably would too. But I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I haven't ever got into them. So maybe that could be the next one. Maybe the next season again. I to get think into a it. lot of
2: people <clears throat> who are Discworld fans really they just admire the characterization, and there are a lot of complaints about male writers as they don't always write female characters that well. Mm-hmm. But these female characters are so realistic and varied and interesting, and so are the male characters. And there's development. You were saying that earlier, Miss McLean, the character growth. There's just so many different plot lines. It's just it's a good comfort read. There's something for everybody, and they are very, very funny. They are very yeah. funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, What's so, is is the world not on? A back of a tur- the back of a turtle? Yeah, it's a flat world, hence Discworld,
2: um, yes. on the back of four elephants who are on the the back of the great Atun, the space turtle who just swims through space carrying the world. I can't believe I forgot the elephants.
1: How could I? <laughs> How could I? <laughs> Going from from the humour of Discworld onto the last book that made you laugh or cry. I had to think about this, and I don't
2: remember what the last book that made me laugh or cry was. I do remember the first book I read that made me cry when I was about seven or eight and I remember reading Charlotte's Web mm. and sobbing mm-hmm. and if anybody hasn't read it they absolutely should so I won't spoil it but at the end a very important character does what she has to do and then she dies and the way it's described is heartbreaking she's alone when she died that line will stick with me forever and um, no one was with her when she died and I sobbed my eight-year-old heart out. <laughs> and I actually remember my mum coming through because I would read this in bed before I went to sleep. And she came through and said, maybe you're just not ready to read this yet. And I was crying, I am ready. It's just really <laughs> sad. And it was too late by then because I'd read it anyway. And every time I reread that, I'll sob again. It's heartbreaking. I think that was the first book that made me cry as well, actually. It's, so sad. it's just something so <laughs> touching about someone who's so unassuming and apparently insignificant and in many ways someone who might be hated who's done something so important she saves a life and nobody knows that she did it and she doesn't take any credit for it or She doesn't need to be aggrandized for it. She just does something really, really noble. And that was her her last kind act.
0: I'm going to cry again. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how how do we come back from this? Um,
1: This this might be the last time we've cried. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. Um, So you were saying that that was something that you read when you were younger. Mm -hmm. But what was your earliest reading memory?
2: It's hard to pinpoint exactly because I was always a reader and I was always read to. My dad was a teacher as well, so he would always read to us. The earliest reading memory... I think I remember, and this was an independent reading memory, was in primary two, when the class had a competition, you could win a medal. And if you read eight books on your own, you got a silver medal. And if you read 10 books on your own, you got a gold medal. I don't know if people know this about me, but if I think I can do something well, I'm quite competitive about it. (laughs) So I was going to read 10 books. So I did. And I don't remember what any of the books were, but it wasn't like little picture books. It was proper chapter books. And I read them and I got my gold medal and I still have that medal. And it's, Maybe quite telling that the reading memory is nothing to do with the content of the books, but it's all about the gold, <laughs> I know, which I have, and it had like a mountain lion on it. Mm-hmm. This was the greatest thing, and it hung on my board on my wall for, for years. I feel like we're going to have to see this at some point. Yes, I need to look it out and show you, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think just that idea that I really wanted to read, and I don't know that we need to make it a competition all the time, Some, but some people really respond mm-hmm. to that. But it was just so fun. The next book, what's the next book? And have I done 10 yet? And just keeping track of it all and really wanting to, to do my best.
1: So We're going to go into what I always think of as quite a big question, mm-hmm. which is what is your favourite book, if you can pick just one?
2: My answer to this, I think you both know this yeah. and I think a lot of people <laughs> listening will know this already, is my favourite book is Frankenstein, because I have to pick an answer, but it is an amazing book. I read it, I actually remember reading this for the first time as maybe a 12 year old, and I thought I was reading the wrong book because I thought Frankenstein was about a mad scientist and a spooky monster with bolts in his neck, and that's not what I was reading. And I read it again at university, and it is about that. He um, doesn't have bolts in his neck, but it's also about so much more. It's about how far science can go, which is really, really relevant today. It's about the responsibilities that we have to what we create, and I guess in a way to our children. It's about revenge, it's about hatred, it's about learning. I love the origin tale of the book itself, that's maybe at least a half of why I love the book so much. I don't know if you want me to tell Definitely. the origin yeah, tale of absolutely. Frankenstein. Um, so the author Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, there was one summer where the weather was particularly bad because a volcano had erupted on the other side of the world the year before. So that sent loads of ash up into the atmosphere and by the time it spread around to Switzerland where she was. Um, It covered the sky, there was no sun, it was really bad weather. So she and her husband, Percy Shelley, a poet, and the famous poet Lord Byron, were staying in Byron's villa. And to pass the time, because the weather was so bad, they were telling ghost stories. And they were all reading spooky poems to each other and spooky stories. And they said, let's do a story competition. And she was there, she was 18 years old. She was there with these two brilliant, dazzling men and thinking, I really have to To do something, I have to live up to this, I have to be as good as them. But she couldn't get an idea. And then one night, after reading a particular scary story together, she went to bed and she had a dream where she saw a man standing over a figure that had been constituted of parts of bodies and had been brought back to life. And she woke up with her heart pounding, and that nightmare was the start of Frankenstein Mm -hmm. The, the, the most famous science fiction book there is. The first science fiction book, a horror book, a gothic book and it was written by an 18-year-old woman to try and show that she could be as clever as men. And most people here will have heard of Frankenstein and maybe Mm -hmm. not
1: Byron and Shelley. Mm -hmm. That's true. I feel like we should have had blunder rumbling. (laughs) Can you edit that in? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: also think it's interesting that you mentioned Mary Shelley as well, um, because she was another woman that was on your your door Mm -hmm. for your literary heroine. She is an amazing woman. She has an amazing story. Her life was very
2: hard and very interesting, and really... Admire her. I kind of want to be her. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. saying too much about me. I think <laughs> she's great. I love her. I wish I could have written something as amazing when
1: I was eighteen. I, I know. don't know. It's actually it, astonishing. When mm-hmm. I, mean, I think what well, I was writing at the age of eighteen, I, I would not be sharing that with oh, Yeah, that's yeah. world. <laughs> Hidden, <laughs> burned, maybe. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. But having said that, seeing some of the creative writing that pupils share, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is amazing the kind of level well, that comes idea. out and the ideas as well mm-hmm. it can just be fresh and original. It's so good. I also, I mm-hmm. like. A, a
2: my advanced higher class are studying romanticism which I would see Frankenstein as an example of so I've told them the story of it and it's quite nice because I think they quite love Mary Shelley now too Yay. so I'm just spreading <laughs> the good words a little bit at a time love Mary Shelley everybody she's amazing yeah. we'll look her up read Frankenstein <laughs> just go and do it
0: well okay so on to our well oh no. The, the question was the last question is your favourite writer so mm-hmm uh, is this the same? Or?
2: I was saying to Miss McLean <laughs> earlier, I don't actually know if Mary Shelley is my favourite writer. Mm-hmm. I've read two of her books. She has about seven or eight, and they're very hard t- to get hold of most of them are out of print. She's one of my favourite writers. Mm-hmm. I can't pick a favourite because I'd kind of like to read quite widely and read different things each time. I know some people sometimes will find a book they like by a writer they like and they'll read all that writer's mm-hmm. things that don't really work that way. And I don't usually... Connect the book to the writer. Some people like mm. to read it autobiographically or they like to see that style, and I don't really do that either. Um, Mary Shelley definitely would be in that list. In terms of I like her as a person and I like her story, that would be part of it. I'm a wee bit obsessed just now, quite recently, with a writer called Shirley Jackson, who people will maybe mostly know because she wrote a book called The Haunting of Hill House, which was turned into a Netflix show. She also wrote a really famous short story called The Lottery.
0: Well, oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. About a village with an interesting ritual that turns quite dark. And she writes a lot about the kind of foibles of society. And she was writing in 1950s America, so she's looking at the role of women within that and why do we do the things we do. And she writes about kind of mental health and, and, and interplay in relationships. And a book that she wrote, We've Always Lived in the Castle, I read a year or two ago, and it's just kind of really stuck with me you've talked about Natalie Haynes on the Mm -hmm, podcast before I don't know if I would say she's one of my favourite writers but I'm a wee bit obsessed with her books Mm -hmm. just now I think that's how it goes not necessarily Mm -hmm. you as a writer but I'm really into your books and Angela Carter also she kind of does versions of fairy tales she writes things that it's magical realism it's called where the world seems normal but there's maybe something that's not quite right so lots and lots of writers who write the kind of thing that just sticks with me I have it's not escaped my notice these are all female writers (laughs) writing about female experiences Mm -hmm. I think that's just a coincidence because I do like to read a lot of classics and the canon tends to be male Mm -hmm. Um, like I do love my revenge tragedy Shakespeare (laughs) and and other writers but right now I think I would probably say I'm going to find books by Shirley Jackson and
1: Angela Carter Mm -hmm. and read those kinds of things but it's true, sometimes I think people think that the answer is carved in stone mm-hmm. and we're going to hold you to it for the rest mm-hmm. of, of your life, but if you find someone that you enjoy and yeah. it's just that's your favourite writer mm-hmm. right now. And we yeah, change as true.
2: we grow as well, you know, you, of course we change if you'd asked me that a long time ago I'd I said roll down,
1: mm-hmm. of
2: course. Maybe I should have said something about Matilda, which is one of my <laughs> favourite books, it's amazing. You're allowed to change mm-hmm. and you're allowed to not know who your favourite writer is or what your favourite book is. I guess it's worth saying since I talked about Discworld, why not throw Terry Pratchett in there because he did, an, he's done something amazing and the end of his story is quite sad because I think his loss is a great loss mm. to writing and <clears throat> um, there's something that gets brought up a lot whenever anyone talks about Terry Pratchett and it's the Sam Vimes Economic Theory. I don't know if Miss McLean knows this. But it's- <laughs> about the boots and it's the idea that a rich man will be able to afford a pair of boots for $50 and they will be a really good pair of boots and they'll last many many winters and he only has to spend that $50 once and a poor man doesn't have $50 to spend so he'll have to buy a cheaper pair of boots for maybe $5 and after one winter they'll be worn away so the next winter he has to buy another pair of boots and over time he spent far more than $50 on boots and that's true mm. that's That's true, that's Mm -hmm. how the world works. And to write that in such a way that's so accessible and so meaningful, to understand life in the world in that way, to come back to where we started,
0: that's what the just world does. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. That was brilliantly put. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Miss Marks. Thank um, you, it was so exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I mean, we have mentioned you a lot, and <laughs> I think every month it's been like, ah, oh, Miss Marks recommended this book. Like, you were talking about Natalie Haynes, was like, ah, oh, you recommended that to me as well. But yeah, it's great to have you on, and thank you very much for, for coming yeah, on. Thank That's you awesome. for asking me. It's so
2: so good to finally come on and talk about Mary Shelley and Frankenstein. Frankenstein. There's a book <laughs> recommendation for you. <laughs>
0: Okay, right. It's so your favourite part of the part of the month. What you reading? <laughs> Sorry, I am.
1: I, want, I wanted to be seasonal this year, so yes. I read the novelisation of Hocus Pocus. You know the film. Oh, amazing! Yeah, that unbelievably came out about twenty five. Oh, don't. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, maybe I shouldn't put a year on yeah. it. Um, but I loved that film so much about the three witches that get brought mm-hmm. back on. Halloween, so this is the book version of it, and also a sequel. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of it ties into what I'm watching later. So I'll leave that to a wee bit later on. But it was really nice to be back in the mm-hmm. world of the Sanderson sisters, and I like reading spooky books around mm-hmm. about ha- Halloween. So it definitely fitted in. That's it. I actually saw a really funny meme a
0: couple of weeks ago, and it's so true. Right, I can't remember the names of the witches. Please don't 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 hate me. So. Right, so initially when you're younger, you think you're Sarah Jessica Parker. Who do Who's who? she? What's she her? is um, Sarah. Sarah, oh, <laughs> right, so you think you're Sarah when you're younger, and then as you kind of get a bit older and you think you're really cool, then you're Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then as you get older, you realise that you're the other one because you just want to eat all the time. I and I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like that is that is that that's so true. Oh, that does sound true. I think I'm in the Mary phase right now. I'd love to say that I was Winnie, but I'm not. I'm definitely Lady's Mary. The best one. She's so good. <laughs> I just love her. She's great. What a great actress too, because well. she's an sister Act as well. I love that. Oh, she's um, phenomenal. She's- what are yeah. you uh, reading just now? What am I reading just now? Um, so I am reading about a cozy crime, as you put it. Uh, I love the way you put it. So reading uh, The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osmond. Yeah, really, really good. A page-turner. It's very fast-paced. The premise is that um, they're in a retirement home, there are four elderly people who formed a little club to, to solve murders. They call it the Thursday Murder Club. They have to pretend it's another club because when they book, book places, because they feel they won't get in, which I love. But then what happens is there's there's a murder in the village in which they live. And so they kind of take it upon themselves to solve the crime and work with the police. I mean, I say work with the police, they kind of railroad the police into into being involved in their investigation. But it's really good and really, really funny. So really enjoying that just now.
1: Am I right in thinking there's a sequel to it?
0: Yes, uh, The Man Who Died Twice. I'm hoping that's not a spoiler. (laughs) I'm (laughs) like, no. (laughs) But um, I have heard it's not as good, but I'll I'll probably give it a go as well, Mm -hmm. just... for my own own opinion. So, what about, what are you watching? What are you watching?
1: Hocus Pocus 2. Of course. (laughs) Um, That's part of the reason why I read the the novelisation to get ready for Hocus Pocus 2. So, it was nice to be back in that world. I liked what they did to bring the characters back and to, to make it feel... Like a lot, a lot fresher, a mm-hmm. lot more modern, but as if it was happening like in today's world with today's teenagers, rather than yes. in 1993. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. great because the three original actors came back to play mm-hmm. the, to play the witches. So it was great to see them in the role again and just as good as they were I mean, originally. So that was that was my Halloween. That is <laughs> a good way to spend your Halloween as well. Absolutely. Definitely. How about you? Apparently,
0: at the moment, I think I'm in the mountain rescue. Um, so I went on a first aid course last week and was learning about outdoor outdoor first aid. Um, and someone on the course recommended watching this tv show called extreme rescues oh my goodness it's my favorite thing it's right main thing is they nobody dies that's 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 good or so far nobody has died but it's incredible like it's amazing so they show you three rescues per show to show you the range of rescues The first one I watched was two kayakers going down a waterfall. They would do extreme kayaking and one of the guys hit his head on the way down. hit his head off something and flipped, but couldn't obviously flip himself back up. So his friend had to go in and save him. And the the most interesting thing about it is most of the rescues are filmed on GoPro footage. So it's the actual, you know, it's their their videos of what happened. It's, It's incredible. I also saw, right, if you're squeamish, you might want to fast forward this part. But I also saw... Another one where a guy, really expe- experienced cyclist, was like was doing a trail somewhere, Reunion Island, I think it was, and he fell off his bike and his handle handlebar tore his femoral artery, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> he survives, but it's really it's it's incredible. Like it's just it just shows you how how amazing mountain rescue teams are and how amazing the emergency services are because they get there so quickly they're so calm cool and collected and they manage to save people and it's just incredible and one of my one of my really good friends is in the mountain rescue down um down in the lakes and i've just got a newfound respect for what he does because it's just amazing I'd like to think that I'd be really cool and collected but don't know
1: <laughs> I think you sure. would be under pressure I don't I know so. I, I'm just let's <laughs> pray it never happens I'm just pray I've got it just never have to use it <laughs> that's what I'm hoping Excellent. for what a way to hammer home the first aid
0: message <laughs> though by oh watching gosh. a programme like that uh, yeah the poor Duke of Edinburgh people <laughs> 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 <They're not. laughs> we're, we're actually doing first aid in the next couple of weeks if you're listening guys you're going to love it but yeah so I feel like I'm prepared for anything now <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that is it for this episode of Book Please join us next month for more fact, fiction and fabulousness. Until then, keep sharing stories.